Hello, my friends. Thanks for tuning in. So I've been in the real estate industry for 24 years now. And in the industry, when I'm working with buyers and sellers, sometimes there are unexpected challenges that come up and skill and great communication and patience come into play. So today I want to share with you a few scenarios that have come up this year and just tell you what we did to overcome them. The first one is when I'm working with a buyer in a low inventory market, many times there are multiple offers, right? So when a buyer finds a home, I check in with the listing agent to ask the listing agent if they have any offers. Most of the time, unfortunately, they do. So I go over some options with my buyer on things that they can do in their offer to entice the seller. And one of them is to purchase the property as is. So in the as is scenario, um, the buyer can still do an inspection on the home, but regardless of the outcome of the inspection, the buyer is not allowed to request repairs or credits or reduce the price. Uh, again, this is a scenario that plays out in low inventory market. I had a buyer who did purchase a home with a um, as-is on the contract, and they did do an inspection. Uh, after the inspection, they discussed it with me, as I always do with my buyers. They told me that they were concerned with the electrical panel and the work that it required. And I explained to them that requesting um, repairs or credits would potentially kill the deal from the seller's end. So I took it upon myself to reach out to the listing agent, find out if the seller still had some room to negotiate, and luckily they did, and we negotiated a credit for the buyer at closing so they can do the electrical work that they, that they did need to do at closing, I mean after closing. And um, in this situation, that worked out great, but that is not the case most of the time. If the buyer does request repairs or credits or a price reduction, the seller can walk away. And that's a risk that the buyer may take. Uh, but remember that even if after the inspection is done, the buyer is not happy with the results of the inspection, the buyer can walk away and still will receive the full amount of the earnest money that they deposited to hold that contract. So the as-is scenario, sometimes buyers will do it, sometimes they won't, but I do suggest it when we're in a multiple offer situation. So that's one situation that I ran into and we did resolve it um, in the favor of the buyer. The second situation is when a, uh, a homeowner wants to sell a home and buy a home simultaneously. So the, the seller will list their home for sale and once it's under contract, they will go buy a home, uh, they will put a home under contract, but most of the time the 
this seller that's buying the home has to put a special contingency on the contract called the house close contingency, meaning that they have to sell this home in order to buy the other home. I did work on some deals this year with my clients that had this situation. In a low inventory market, this can be very challenging because yes, it's easy to put the home under contract for the seller, but now this seller turns into a buyer and in a low inventory market, they have to find a home and hopefully it's not in a multiple offer situation. My clients did list their home for sale. We put it under contract immediately. We went out and bought, or we went out and put an offer in on a home. They did inspection. They bought it as, they were going to buy it as is. And we moved along with that process. But we ran into a snag. The buyers for the first home, the home that my clients were selling, the buyers did not get their financing. So those buyers walked away and then we had to in turn tell the listing agent and seller of the second property that we lost the buyer. And unfortunately, we lost that property at the same time. And yes, that was a big setback for my clients. Um, it was actually fortunate later we realized that this was a good scenario. At the time, it was heartbreaking, but we ended up reactivating their home for sale. We put it under contract immediately, and we went out and looked for a new home. The second home they put under contract was better. It needed less work, and it was in move-in condition. It was in the, one of their ideal neighborhoods, had a gorgeous backyard for their family. And luckily, we closed on the first one, and then two weeks later, we closed on their home purchase and they are living in their new beautiful home today. So although there were some challenges in that scenario, I believe it worked out in their favor because the second home was better, much better than the first one. And I know that they agree because we talked about it when I went to visit them after the closing. So congratulations to them as well. The third scenario that I'd like to bring up is the situation where a seller is selling a home and um, in many um, towns, cities or towns, there are uh, inspections that are required. So uh, let's say the village of Elmwood Park or the village of Maywood, they have specific inspections. Their building department sends an inspector to the property to check for code violations, to check for safety hazards, um, to make sure that the home is in the condition they expect it for the next homeowner. Now, my client remodeled a kitchen and she was told that she didn't have to pull permits to remove cabinetry and counters and flooring and replace them. Um, she did, uh, do the remodel, and then we listed the condo. Unfortunately, when the village inspector came out, they told us that 
she was supposed to pull permits, even though originally she was told not that she didn't have to. So needless to say that that scenario was a big setback. We had to put the property temporarily off the market while we resolved the situation. We relisted the property, put, got a buyer under contract, but then there were still um, some snags with this whole permit scenario. It took a couple of months, unfortunately, but it was resolved. After a lot of communication, contractors coming in, there was a, a, it, was, it was a big ordeal and a lot of stress to the seller that unfortunately I couldn't control because it had to do with the village, not with me or the buyer. Um, we ended up closing on it um, and uh, the village compliance was satisfied. So the reason I bring this scenario up is so that you are aware if you are selling a home that you should look into what the uh, requirements are from the city or the town that you live in before you list a property for sale. Uh, many times the sellers don't do that immediately and or they'll, they'll request the inspection after it's under contract. I still don't understand why realtors allow their seller to do that. Uh, for $100, which is usually the fee, $100, $150, it's better to know ahead of time so you can take care of the issues without um, additional problems during the contract process. Uh, so keep that in mind. I think these are really important points um, with situations that I've run into. I do my best to uh, communicate with my clients and with all the parties involved. You need to find someone or a team that communicates really well, um, that is you know, consistently on top of their game when it comes to deadlines on the contracts, your loan process, all of these things are super important because once you put a property under contract, within 30 days, you're usually closing and those 30 days go quickly. So keep that in mind. I hope this information has been helpful to you. Finally, I just wanted to share with you that this is episode 36 of Move Ahead with Dahlia. I'm super proud of the uh, time and energy that uh, me and my team have put into putting out this information, all the episodes for you. I hope that you've enjoyed them. Um, the stats were I had 29 shows where I featured uh, guests that or interviews. I interviewed uh, 29 um, people, guests, and I had 18 shows that highlighted nonprofit organizations. When I list, when when I started this process in the beginning of the year, January 25th was the first episode, my goal was to highlight the nonprofit organizations and the leaders in Chicago who are giving so much to uh, the Chicagoans and to our community. And um, I'm pretty excited that we did 18 shows of uh, guests from nonprofit organizations, Northwest Center, uh, and Northwest Side CDC uh, had five of those episodes. Thank you so much to them. 
and Lucha had two of those episodes. And again, there were a great number, I think 13 different nonprofits that came on the podcast. Thank you so much to every single guest. Uh, my first guest on episode two was Mario Mena, who is an incredible artist, uh, mural painter in Chicago's South Side. Mario, thank you for um, being a part of the first interview guest show. Um, I learned so much from you, and I hope that you can come back on the show soon. And I wish you all the best. So to me, it's been um, a wonderful journey, and I'm just excited uh, about what the new year will bring. I will continue to um, highlight the nonprofit organizations in Chicago and in the suburbs and bring you resources and services that I think you as a viewer could use or share or share with your family and friends. I want to thank Gino Pronos for uh, helping me launch the podcast and helping me with the first 10 episodes. I really appreciate you, Gino. Uh, I couldn't have done it without you. And I want to thank my son, Devin Cahigas, for continuing uh, to help me with the podcast recording, the process, and the editing. You have been wonderful, Devin. Um, I, I, just like Gino, I can't do this without you, so thank you. And to the viewers, thank you so, so much for listening in and for sharing and liking and commenting on any of the podcasts that you listen to. I will forever be grateful, and I hope that I will continue to bring you valuable information with these podcasts. If you um, have any ideas you'd like me to bring into the podcasts for 2024, uh, please email me or call me. And you know where to find me, all the platforms. Uh, thank you again. And I'm super excited for 2024. Have a wonderful holiday and a blessed, safe 2024. Thank you. Bye.